You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Almighty God, I pray at this time that the words of my mouth and that the meditation of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight. For you alone, O Lord, are our strength, and you alone are our Redeemer. Amen. The story begins with a promise and a purpose. Uh, The story begins with a promise uh, and a purpose, but mostly uh, a promise. As we look this morning at this portion from Genesis uh, and Abram and the call of Abram, if you remember just a few short chapters ago in chapter 12, we hear about um, the call of Abram. And Abram and Sarai uh, receive this word, Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That is a grand promise, and along with that grand promise, certainly a grand purpose uh, as well to be a great nation, to bless all uh, the families of the earth. But uh, again, it is primarily at this point uh, a promise, and if we're honest, for Abram and Sarai to place um, ourselves in their position as well, it's, it's a wonderful promise, uh, but what? Um, it's a little short on details, isn't it? I don't know about you, but um, we, we like details, um, don't we? Even, even those of us who aren't the most detail-oriented in the world, um, and I'm sorry, Paula, um, but uh, even those of us who may be short on some of the details, we, we like to know some more specifics. Uh, this is a wonderful promise. Uh, this is a wonderful purpose that you've given me, but, but how is this going to be accomplished uh, through whom, through what means, uh, and of course, uh, one of the chief things we want to know in that, uh, not only how and through what means and through whom, but of course, one of our biggest questions is this, isn't it? When? When will this be accomplished? How long um, will this take? What will the final um, chapter look like? So we began again just three chapters earlier. The call is given, and they respond, and they go. And where we find them today in chapter 15 is Abram is needing a word of encouragement. Abram is needing a word of comfort. He is needing a word of strength. If you remember, as the story goes on, they do indeed go forth, and, and Abram, despite his tremendous faith, which will, he will be remembered for, which he will be honored for. Paul will write of it, uh, and not just Paul alone, but we will hear uh, Abram's faith spoken of uh, as the source of his righteousness. Paul will later, as he writes to the Romans, as he writes to the Galatians as well, um, that his righteousness uh, was evidenced by his faith, his belief and trust in Uh, the promises of God. But one of the things that I I think it's important to hear and encouraging to you and to me is that indeed, um, Abram was a man of faith. 
he was a man of righteousness as a means of that faith, but, but he was a person um, like you and me as well. He had moments of failure. He had moments uh, of triumph. And despite this very real and active and saving faith, which he had, he was not without moments of doubt and moments of struggle also. And if you remember, as they go forth, they go into Egypt in one of his uh, less than fine moments, uh, he says to Sarai, as they go into Egypt to pretend that she is his sister, um, because she is um, um, especially attractive and noteworthy, and he worries about what might happen to him as a result. As I say, um, not one of his finer moments um, that's down um, in print. And as time goes on, they begin to enter into the land, and he has his nephew Lot along with them, and the land is divided Lot. chooses um, the better portion, and and Abram doesn't worry about that uh, and allows Lot to have that. But now we find ourselves, Lot has uh, not listened, and Lot has gotten himself into trouble um, in Sodom, and he has been um, taken away. Forces have swept in and have defeated um, the king and have taken away the people and taken away um, their possessions as well. And Abram uh, and his few um, trained fighting men have gone on a reconnaissance mission. Uh, and they have gone on this reconnaissance mission and they've been successful. Lot has, uh, Lot has been freed, Lot has been returned, and also the possessions have been returned um, to the king of Sodom as well. Uh, and Abram says, you know what, you can have them. Uh, you can have them, God will provide um, for me. And he also offers tithes and offerings um, to Melchizedek in Salem, uh, the place uh, which would likely become um, Jerusalem. And so it's, it's, a tremendous, uh, it's a tremendous moment for, for Abram and his men, again, going forth and, and being successful in battle and uh, rescuing Lot and returning the possessions um, to the people. But uh, very likely for Abram, and it's for you and for me as well, what typically follows a great high in our lives? a great low. Uh, typically, that, that great high um, is followed um, by a great low. And, and not only that, again, uh, it's, it's great that Abram was successful, but you know what that means. Uh, that means he's now um, on their radar. Um, the people um, whom he defeated, the chances are they're not the forgive and forget type of people. Um, and now Abram finds himself um, in a tenuous place. And certainly, uh, again, this is thousands and thousands of years ago, but certainly that's something that we can readily identify with in our own lives also, right? We, we know what it is um, to be in a tenuous place. We know what it is to be um, in a low. We know what it is to be uncertain about what will happen next. And wonderfully, we see um, throughout the witness of the Bible, but very often we experience it in our own lives as well, is that in these moments, God shows up. In these moments, God shows up um, to hold out um, his truth, um, to hold out uh, his encouragement, ultimately to hold out God's very self um, to you and to me. And God does just that in this moment with Abram. And the words spoken to Abram, if, if you hear the words that are spoken to Abram are the same words which are held out thousands of years later as Jesus is speaking to the people recorded in Luke's gospel. What are those two words that are given to Abram? Fear not. Fear not are the words um, which are spoken to Abram. 
Fear not are the words that Jesus speaks this morning um, in the gospel. Fear not, um, little flock, um, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, Jesus will say. God will say to Abram, fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. There are two words uh, in addition to um, fear not that we see that arrive here as these words um, are spoken to Abram, and it's God saying, I am. As he is told to fear not, as he's given these words of assurance, as he's given these words of encouragement. And this is something true in this moment, true throughout the entire witness of the Bible, something which is true in our lives. The sufficiency of this and the security of this aren't found in you and me. The sufficiency and the security of these words are found in God. He says to Abram, I am um, your shield. And if you go back to Abram's call uh, in chapter 12, what do we hear again and again as God makes these promises um, to Abram, as God gives this purpose to Abram? Again and again, if you go back and you read it, what you'll hear God saying, I will. I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. And we hear now in this moment, I am um, your shield. That word given um, to Abram, the word given to you and to me is that our rest and our security um, are found uh, in the proactive nature of God, the gracious and rescuing and sustaining proactive nature of God. Wonderfully, um, it's, uh, it's not dependent uh, upon you and me. It's dependent upon that proactive and gracious nature of God. We see that God comes um, to Abram, and we see this interaction, the interchange which they have um, together in the discussion, which is, uh, in, in essence, a prayer. And as Abram interacts with God, as he makes his appeal, as he makes his prayer, he makes his appeal on what God promised. And what we will see is that God, yes, um, God um, gives um, a promise and God gives a purpose and that's all well and good, but in our lives you can have a promise and you can have a purpose, but what do you need to accomplish it? You need power. I can remember years ago, uh, my club soccer coach, um, Father Caffrey, um, Joseph Patrick Caffrey from Dublin, Ireland. Um, He was a Catholic priest and was our soccer coach. He was, uh, in addition to being a Catholic priest, he was a teacher at Marist. And um, (laughs) Father Caffrey would love to dispense life lessons to us um, along the way, in addition to coaching soccer. And I can remember one day after practice, he's looking at us and he's giving us one of his life talks. And he looked at us and he said, gentlemen, when it comes to athletic ability, God's not fair. Uh, he said, you know, some of you are, you're, you're going to work really hard, um, and, and you're going to try really hard, and you're going to want to continue to play at the next level, and, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, God's not fair. Um, there's some people that uh, may well show up, and uh, they're just bigger, um, and, and, and they're faster, and, and they may not work as hard, um, and just so you know, God is good, but God is when it comes to athletic ability, um, God is not fair. You can, you can have a promise, you can have a purpose, but it takes the power um, to accomplish it. And what we see, the word given to Abram is God saying, I'm your shield. I will be the one um, who is sufficient. I am the one who will be with you uh, and will deliver you. I am the one who will sustain you. Uh, I am the one um, to rescue you. Um, I will 
I am, are, are the words um, which we hear. And as the chapter goes on, and it's, and it's short, and I encourage you to read it, we hear that, and this is something which is critical, God will make a covenant uh, with Abram. God will um, give a promise to Abram, but not only to Abram, God will give a promise to you and to me as well. And if you remember the way in which covenants were made in that time, an animal um, would be sacrificed and often um, cut in two. And uh, of course, as it happened, the blood would run down between that. And uh, it's, it's a rather vivid way of making a promise, isn't it? Um, and, and you couldn't miss the significance of that which was being agreed upon. Um, should I break this promise, should I break this covenant, let this fall upon me is in essence what was being said. And God makes a, a covenant with Abram and, and Abram was directed um, to offer um, the animals. And then after he was directed to offer this, the animals, you know what he was directed to do and you're not gonna like this any more than I like this. What he was directed to do after that, wait. <laughs> Wait, how much do you like to hear that word? <laughs> Wait, um, watch. Uh, that's the word which we hear in the gospel this morning as well. Be alert, be um, awake, uh, watch. He's, he's told um, to wait. And as he waits, uh, we hear that a deep sleep um, falls upon him. And as this deep sleep falls upon him, uh, a vision is given to him. And in the vision given to him, the person who walks um, through the sacrifice, the person who takes ownership of the covenant, do you know who that is? It's not Abram, it's God. In the vision, God is the one um, who walks through um, the offering. God is the one um, who will ensure uh, the covenant. Wonderfully, graciously, the good news given to you and to me, our, um, our actions are significant. Are, are we called to um, action? Are we called to obedience? A absolutely. Um, without a doubt, one of the things we see, Abram and Sarai are called to go, um, and they go. Uh, and yet, we also see um, in their lives the, the times of, uh, of failure, the times of victory, the times of tremendous faithfulness, the times of anxiety um, and doubt. But through all of it, we see the one who secures and ultimately makes the way um, is God. God is the one who in Jesus will ultimately make the way um, for you and for me once and for all in his once and for all sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the world and his cross and his resurrection. Um, the blood of that everlasting covenant uh, is that which secures us. And what we are invited to do uh, along with Abram is to watch, is to look um, to God is to actively wait upon Him and to know that He is sufficient for you and for me. As we're gathered together this morning, um, are there um, areas and facets of your life that you are longing for God to move in? Areas where you need His power um, to fall upon um, those uh, situations, those relationships, those predicaments uh, in which um, you find yourself. Uh, no doubt we all do. And what we hear wonderfully this morning, what we hear in the witness of the Scriptures is a God who is sufficient and a God who will make a way and a God who does make a way uh, in the once and for all sufficient work of Jesus. Uh, and you and I are invited um, to look upon Him 
and know that He will make a way. And as we hear that this day, let us pray. Almighty God, we give you great thanks and praise for your faithfulness and that you and your grace and mercy come forth into the world that we might be ransomed, that we might be rescued, that we might be redeemed. Lead and guide and draw us, most gracious God, to look to and to wait upon you and to find uh, the myriad ways in which you make your way. And all this we ask, all this we offer, in the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us for one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.